0: Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Monday, December 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, and also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. So go and follow the show right now. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it gets uploaded each and every day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode, every episode moving forward is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's also 100% for free. It only takes two seconds to click on that button, and it really does help me out tremendously. So make sure to go and do that if you haven't already. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications so that you can know exactly when the episode is posted to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks, and thank you all for making the show your first listen each and every day. First off, let me start by saying Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Hope everyone out there enjoyed some good quality time with friends and family, ate some good food, watched some pretty mediocre football, particularly those final two games of last night which you know led to Nathaniel Hackett being fired by the Denver Broncos. it's for a whole nother story. I'm sure you can find it on Lockdown Broncos uh, but I hope you all you know enjoy the holidays, ate some good food, got some good gifts also gave some good gifts. that's a big part of Christmas too in uh, all that good jazz. I hope it was a happy holiday for everyone And on the show today uh, with this being the day after Christmas, December 26th, I thought it would be a fun idea to put together, a Blackhawks Christmas list that I can ask Santa for. Now, obviously, Christmas has already passed for the year. Santa has done his duties for 2022, but for the sake of the show and for the sake of having some fun today, I will be asking Santa to provide us Blackhawks fans with a few more gifts scattered throughout the rest of the NHL regular season. And listen, I don't need anything material next year. If there's a trade or or something that needs to be involved here, I don't need any material gifts next season, Santa. All I really need is for these few things to happen. I'm not going to lie. The list did get a little long. There's a lot that the Blackhawks need to go their way, but I would really, really, really appreciate uh, getting these instead of gifts because the Blackhawks – They need a lot of things to go their way in order to get things back on track. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump on into my Chicago Blackhawks Christmas list. First, before we get into it, though, I I do want to say there was no particular order that I put these in. It was just kind of how it came to mind, what I was thinking about in the past few days. So there'll be some things that are, you know, a bigger priority at the bottom. Some more fun things at the top. I don't know. I just put things together how they came to mind. So don't pay too much attention or any attention at all to the order of this list. But the first thing on the list, the first thing that I wanted to ask Santa for this Christmas, bear with me here, Blackhawks fans, is to win some games. But but not too many games because, you know, Connor Bedard. I know the purpose of this season for the Blackhawks is to be bad and to be put in a good position heading into the NHL draft lottery to have an opportunity to get a franchise-altering player a la Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli from Michigan. Um, I I get that's the point of the season. I talked about it in training camp. I talked about it in the preseason. I talked about it during the 4-2-0 start, how it was inevitable that the Blackhawks were going to come down to earth. That's been the plan all along. So for the Blackhawks to find themselves in this position, it shouldn't be all that surprising. We knew this was what they were trying to do, but I will say, I don't think anyone predicted or wants the Blackhawks to win only four times every 26 games. I, I think they can still win a bit more than that and have the end goal be still on track for the nhl draft lottery so um it, it's been disastrous to watch the blackhawks night in and night out and there are so many issues with this team the goal scoring the defense the net minders haven't been healthy the penalty kill has been atrocious i mean you name it the blackhawks have struggled at it at some point in the past couple of months so to, to have some progression in certain areas and i mean hey the Blackhawks lose games six to four, five to three, five to two. Uh, I can live with that, but they've been scoring zero or one for the majority of their games the past two months. And it's been absolutely brutal to watch. So it would be nice to win a couple of more games. I still, again, think they can, Uh, a win a little bit more frequently and be sitting in a good position going into the NHL draft lottery. They've only won eight times through 32 games. Let's sprinkle a few more in there for us folk who watch the Blackhawks on a nightly basis. And also for those who frequently attend the United center for Blackhawks games. And of course I don't go on Friday night and they finally pick up a win against Columbus to snap their 11 game losing streak. So um, yeah, just, winning a little bit more frequently than they have the past two months would certainly be appreciated and would make the season an easier pill to swallow for all of us. So that's why it was first on my Blackhawks Christmas list. The first thing that I wanted to ask Santa for, make it a little bit easier for us diehards. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, the second thing I wanted to ask Santa for is for some healthy goaltenders because, while Arvid Soderbloom, I thought was tremendous when uh, the Blackhawks had to call him up due to injuries to Stalock and Mrazic, his rightful spot is always, it, it It was always meant to be Rockford. Had the Blackhawks been given the luxury of having everyone healthy in that department, that's where Bloom would have been this entire season. And I get, he might be already the, the best netminder that they have in the entire organization, but I still think they want to be extra patient with all these prospects. It's kind of the theme of this season. Like, They've been really patient with everyone. So uh, I would really, really be happy if Peter Morazic and Alex Daylock could stay healthy to let Arvid Soderbloom be back with the ice Hawks, try to be leading them to another Calder cup playoff appearance uh, and let him develop at the proper clip. Again, I, I think he probably could be in the NHL already, but there's absolutely no rush. We understand that. So I'm asking for Peter Morazic and Alex Daylock to be healthy in order for Arvid Soderbloom to stay down in Rockford this year. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, the next thing I'm asking Santa for is a freaking power play goal from a defenseman. It has been unbelievable. The Blackhawks did not get a PPG from a defenseman in all 82 games last season. They don't have one in 32 games so far this year. It's ridiculous. And to not have one in over 100 games, It's like not only unlucky, it's pretty unfathomable and it has me wanting to rip my hair out. And the Blackhawks power play has actually been one of the few bright spots for this team. Imagine if they could add another weapon to their man advantage. It would just make everyone's life that much easier. Give Patrick Kane, all the other guys on the power play, a little bit more time, a little bit more space to work with. That would go a long way. So Seth Jones... Ian Mitchell, now that he's up there and looks like he's quarterbacking the second power play unit, I think they have to have an emphasis to shoot the puck each and every night because this dry spell has been ridiculous. It's actually unbelievable. It's been over 100 games since we've gotten a power play goal from a defenseman. Keep shooting that puck. Keep getting pucks to the net. Good things are going to happen, but clearly a greater emphasis has to be put in that department because I can't even remember the last time the Blackhawks had a PPG from a defenseman it came in the COVID-shortened 2021 season. That's how long ago it was. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I have at least one more Patty Kane vintage top-shelf backhander. Feels like we haven't seen one in quite a while, and I'm sure that has to do with the offensive struggles as a whole. Also, the line mates that Patrick Kane has had the past few few years, particularly this season, hasn't helped. But it feels like we haven't even seen like a, a wicked Deeker or anything out of Kaner in quite some time. And with his future being up in the air, no one's sure what he's going to do right now. It would be nice uh, in the next couple of months, if we could get at least one more vintage Patrick Kane backhand goal. And also kind of going along with this, it would be really freaking sweet if we could hear Rocky like a hurricane played at the UC one more time. I don't know. How frequently they used to play that, I do know for sure. They played it after Kane's hat trick in Game 6 against Vancouver way back in 2009. Can't remember if they played it in Game 5 against Los Angeles in 2013 to get back to the Stanley Cup, but that was always a bopper. I loved when they played Rocky like a hurricane after 88 scored. And again, with his future being up in the air, I think it would be Uh, A moment to add to the memory books if they could play Rock You Like a Hurricane one more time at the UC. And hey, maybe it even happens after a vintage Patty Kane backhander. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, next thing I'm asking for is Lucas Reichel's first NHL goal. But I do want it to happen when the time is right. And I'm really not sure what the Blackhawks are going to do with Reichel because they are inevitably going to trade some guys. There are going to be some top six spots open down the stretch of the season, but the Blackhawks have said that when Reichel gets called up, they kind of want him to stay there. They don't want him going back and forth and back and forth any longer. And with Rockford trying to make the playoffs once again, and that kind of being a tight group that I think the front office kind of wants to leave together for that purpose, do they really want to remove Reichel from that? In? arguably the most meaningful stretch of the season down, you know, in April and uh, late March. I don't know. You know, there's obviously, I think, positives to both sides. I'm just really not sure what they're going to do. But one thing I do ask is if Reichel gets called up, get that first goal out of the way. He's had so many opportunities to already have it. Um, If you all remember correctly, towards the end of last season when he was called up, He was playing on the top line with Patrick Kane and had several opportunities to net that first goal. Just couldn't get one past the goaltender, unfortunately. So uh, Santa, I would really appreciate if uh, if and when Reichel comes back up to the NHL, get that first goal out of the way for him so he can get the monkey off his back, have him not thinking about that or hearing any whispers. But I also do want it to happen when the time is right. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I have – Next thing I'm asking for, I should say, is for Tyler Johnson to stay healthy, man. It's just been such a tough stretch for him since being acquired from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But when he has, there's no denying he's been an impact player and is one of the few guys inside the top six who actually is capable of producing offensively. And so far this year, in 10 games, Johnson has eight points and the Blackhawks have won five times, five of their eight wins have come when Tyler Johnson has been in the lineup. And that's significant because he missed 20 games. So clearly, um, while he's not the end-all, be-all of the Chicago Blackhawks team, him being in or out of the lineup isn't you know necessarily going to make or break things. But there's uh, it's obviously important, and he obviously is one of the guys who can chip in offensively, which is a huge need for this team. And he's just kind of that reliable two-way guy who's been there, done that, Uh, who can play inside the top six. So he's been, Tyler Johnson has been awesome when he's been healthy this season. Hopefully we see more of that, more of a healthy Tyler Johnson the rest of the way. Next on my list, I'm asking for young defensemen to be in the lineup. Ian Mitchell, Isaac Phillips, heck, even Caleb Jones. Those guys need to be playing. There is no reason they should be sitting behind Jack Johnson or When he was healthy, Jared Tenorti. It just doesn't make sense. And I get maybe at the beginning of the season, you needed some defensemen who could eat minutes and guys who are veterans and make things a little bit easier for the rest of the blue line. But it obviously hasn't been working. It clearly has not been working. Jack Johnson's been, no offense, brutal for the most part of the season. And when the purpose is all about development and the rebuild and the long haul, why are we not playing? some of our defensemen who are, you know, really trying to still prove themselves as NHLers. Like this is kind of a make or break season for both Ian Mitchell and Caleb Jones. They should be playing regularly. We're not going to properly learn about them if they're not in the lineup consistently. And listen, I get being scratched for a night or two can happen, but Ian Mitchell was scratched for three or four games in a row there. Caleb Jones has been scratched for what, four or five out of the last six. I just don't agree with that. It's one of the few gripes that I have with how Luke Richardson has handled things so far this year. The season's lost. Who cares about winning? It's all about development. And for two guys like Mitchell and Jones in particular, and when Isaac Phillips is up here, they need to be playing every night to learn and to gain more experience. I just don't understand that mentality. So uh, I'm really hoping that throughout the remainder of this regular season, we're going to see Um, more young defensemen in the lineup more times than not. All right, folks, I will continue this Blackhawks Christmas list here in just a moment. But first, I got to talk to you all about the NHTSA Drive Sober campaign. Let me paint a quick scene for you. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. Few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. These results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop people out there from getting behind the wheel while under the influence of alcohol. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Continuing on my Chicago Blackhawk Christmas list and what I am asking Santa for this year, the next thing I am asking for, this is where it gets a little brutal, but again, we're all just having fun here. We're all just having some laughs. Uh, the next thing that I'm asking to happen, next thing I'm asking for, Santa, is for Jack Johnson to skedaddle. And I don't mean that rudely, but he's served his purpose already. And it's clear. He's just not what he used to be, and the Blackhawks, for a while there, had him playing on the top defensive pairing with Seth Jones, playing 20 minutes a night. Right now, Jack Johnson is averaging 20 minutes, 18 seconds on the season. That's by far the most he's averaged since the 2016-2017 campaign. It's been six years since Jack Johnson's playing this role, and he's 36 years old right now. Third-pairing role that he's been in recently is much better suited for him, I will say. But as I just touched on, there's no reason for him to be playing over guys like Ian Mitchell, Isaac Phillips, Caleb Jones. We still have more to learn about those guys. We know what Jack Johnson is at this point. And again, I get he was brought in as someone to eat minutes, and he's served that purpose well. The Blackhawks don't care about winning this year. Jack Johnson is a player that's not going to help them in that department. But at this time, there's no reason for him to be playing. Especially every night. You can give him a spot start every night or two, but he's played in all 32 games so far this season. I don't get that. It's time for the Blackhawks to be thinking more about these younger blue liners. And Jack Johnson, I don't know if the Blackhawks are going to be able to trade him. I don't know if there's any NHL team that would be looking to add him, maybe as a seventh defenseman depth guy, but. He's on an expiring contract. It's only worth 950000 in terms of cap hit. If the Blackhawks can try to move him, get a sixth rounder, get a seventh rounder, get anything you can. Otherwise, I- I'd even uh, place him on waivers. Like, It's not the end of the world if the Blackhawks get nothing for Jack Johnson. It would be really cool to get anything, but it's not the end of the world if they get nothing. And there's more value in playing Ian Mitchell, Isaac Phillips, Caleb Jones. Those guys need to be playing. I don't know how many more times I need to emphasize it. They need to be playing night in and night out. I appreciate Jack Johnson for you know, the leadership and what he's brought to the table and being a veteran guy who I'm sure has been awesome in the locker room. And there is value to that, especially with a young blue line and a lot of youngsters at that position trying to come up in these next few years. But the time has come for Jack Johnson to no longer be playing. Could be a good seventh defenseman to keep around, uh, but he should be no more than that. He should not be a guy that's playing on a nightly basis, in my opinion. Next up, it's time for Jujar Kera to skedaddle as well. He's played in 29 of 32 games this year. I don't mean to be asking Santa about these bad things, but this is just the business side of the NHL. You need these things to happen. It's a business at the end of the day. Jujar Kera has been excellent. I I really appreciate Jujar Cara, and he provides a style that the Blackhawks don't have a ton of. Defensive-minded, rugged, sandpaper, tough to play against down on the fourth line. He's just slow, and he's one of those guys who can add an impact on a good team or a team that's trying to make the playoffs, but on a bad team, There just doesn't make much sense to have him. It's almost like a Marcus Kruger effect. Marcus Kruger was basically worthless on bad Blackhawks teams, but on teams that were trying to win the Stanley Cup, having that good of a fourth line center can really make a difference. So I feel like that's kind of a similar case for Jujar Arcara. He's got six points this year. He's another expiring contract cap hit only at 975,000. I don't think the Blackhawks are just going to waive him, but I think they should have Jujar Arcara on the trade block and should cut should try and get whatever they can for him here sometime soon because there's other forwards that need to be playing regularly basically anyone in the bottom six I'd rather have playing on a nightly basis than Ju Cara in terms of trying to figure out what they may be or looking at potential pieces of the puzzle Reese Johnson should be in there Colin Blackwell should be in there Boris Kachuk should be in there Mackenzie Entwistle needs to be in there uh, those guys need need to be playing Sam Lafferty, Jason Dickinson. I, I, I think all those guys really should be in the lineup over Jujar Karas. So uh, as unfortunate and as rude as that may sound, uh, I just think it's time for the Blackhawks to be thinking about some of their younger guys in the organization as opposed to a guy who's not going to be part of the future here in a couple of years. Same thing with Jarrett Snorty. Uh, next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list is For Jared Tenorti to have a very healthy and a very successful recovery because I got to give him credit. He's been better than I thought he was going to be in a really unfortunate set of circumstances his past few games. It's cut in the face by a skate blade, needs to get like 50 to 100 stitches, then takes a slap shot to the face only a couple of days later, having to get surgery on a fractured face. Uh, and is now on IR and out indefinitely. So first, let me be clear. I'm wishing for a speedy and healthy recovery from Jared Tenorti. But basically, just like Jack Johnson, it's time to be thinking about other guys. And Tenorti's played in 25 of 32 games this year. When healthy, he played 25 of 29. Um, another expiring contract, excuse me, only worth $900,000. If the Blackhawks can get anything for him, I, I think it's time to start taking that path because there's other guys that need to be playing on a nightly basis. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list is next thing that I'm asking Santa for is for Seth Jones to play well so everyone can shut up. And I feel like it's been a pretty up and down season for Seth Jones. He He's definitely had his bad games. Um, but more recently, since being paired up with Jake McCabe, he's been a lot better. And I don't think being paired with Jack Johnson did him any favors. So Um, I think it's going to be more telling as to what these next 20, 25 games look like for Seth Jones, rather than these past 20. Uh, He's only played in 22 of 30 games this season, only has nine points though, as well. So it would be nice to see him pick up the point production a little bit more. And part of that is shooting the puck more frequently. He's been, you know, for a guy who plays nearly half the game and plays a majority of the Blackhawks power play opportunities blame kind of falls on him for the Blackhawks not having a PPG from a defenseman in quite some time. So Seth definitely needs to be a priority adding that other weapon to the man advantage. And all in all, just I think playing a little bit more consistently Blackhawks fans would really appreciate that, especially given the the type of money that he's making. Uh, So it'd be really nice if Seth Jones could kind of uh, start playing a little bit better. At a more consistent rate here in the second half of the season, play well, Seth Jones, so everyone shuts up. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I am asking for the team to get one second-round pick for Andreas Athanasiu or Max Domi, and I get that's kind of a uh, a tall ask, a tall order there, um, especially for Athanasiu, who only has ten points in thirty-one games this season, seven goals and three assists but only one goal in his last 12 games. That's led to a demotion down to the Blackhawks third line. I don't see there being a, a ton of value for Andreas Athanasiou come deadline time, unless he goes on a wicked run here sometime in the next couple of months, because it's just the same story of his entire career. And you know, he has moments, he has flashes where you're like, wow, this guy is a human highlight reel and his must see TV. And, He gets opportunities because of his speed. Like, he gets a lot of scoring chances. He's just not able to finish them, And and some nights he looks like an absolute ghost and defensively not responsible. Uh, So there are clear flaws in Andreas Athanasiou's game that really are no secret at this point. They've kind of been the things that have haunted him the past few seasons, which has led to him carouseling around a few teams. So I don't see the Blackhawks getting a second-round pick for Athanasiou. Probably a fourth, if I'm being honest, unless his play picks up. But Max Domi is the real intriguing one. I think he's the one that perhaps could get a better return come deadline time. I feel like he just has the type of game that teams should want come playoff time. And he's not going to be playing top-line minutes for a playoff contender. But on a third line, somewhere in the middle six, probably third line, I think, is the right role for him. But the grit and the tenacity that he has, he has some speed. Uh, he's a pain in the ass to play against, all in all, a good teammate. And he does have some offensive abilities. I mean, you got to give him credit for being tied for the team leading goals with 11 this season. Like in, in that area, he, he can score. He's not all that consistent with it. And I don't think it is able to take advantage of everything that Patrick Kane has to offer. But I do think there are going to be some teams that are. Wanting a type of player like Max Domi to add to their roster come playoff time. So I really think he's the one that's going to be more intriguing for other teams and the one that has the best opportunity to net a second round pick in return for come deadline time. I get, again, that's a tall ask, but see what happens uh, in the next couple of months. Next on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I'm asking for if Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe get traded one of them has to get a second-round pick. I don't think Kyle Davidson should trade either one of those guys if that's not what they're getting. I just don't think it's worth it. And Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, I feel like they're two kind of similar circumstances. I think McCabe's been the better of the two this season, and it's kind of been disappointing last year and a half for Connor Murphy, if I'm being honest, because even at the end of the Duncan Keith era, I thought Murph was the best defenseman for a couple of seasons there, but just hasn't really been the same, I don't think. Uh, injuries also a a big problem for him, staying healthy. We'll see what winds up happening. I am curious if another team is going to be interested in one of those two guys to add to their blue line uh, come deadline time. I, I don't think the Blackhawks would be... What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't think they would be disinterested if another team came asking about their availability. I don't think those guys are off limits. I think if the price is right, one of those two could quietly get moved. So if that is the case, Santa, I'm asking that the Blackhawks get at least a second round pick in return. Next on my Christmas list, I'm asking for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. If they do wind up getting traded, just not to somewhere I hate, not to Boston not Toronto, not St. Louis, certainly not Detroit, not Nashville, not Minnesota. I'll I'll let Colorado slide. I feel like Taze is the one who has a better chance of getting traded to the Avalanche. I'd let that slide. Um, I'd like to see Kane go to the Rangers, be reunited with Artemi Panarin back in New York. Um, But yeah, that that one's pretty simple. I just don't want to see Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves go to somewhere that would really make me cringe every time I see them on TV, as if that's not going to happen already. Uh, And then another one that I have on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I'm asking for at least one more first round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. That probably means one of Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane getting traded. Although there's, it's, it's so tough to tell what these guys are going to get in return because of their contract situations, because their no movement clauses really limit the amount of teams that actually have a chance of getting them because they're on expiring contracts and aren't guaranteed to re-sign the following season. It's really tough to indicate what the return would be for either of those two. But at the moment, the Blackhawks have two picks in the first round of the 2023 NHL draft that has them in a really good spot, supposed to be one of the best first rounds we've seen in quite some time. If they could add one more, they could wind up with three picks in that first round. I would be ecstatic, and I do think there's a real chance that that could happen. Next up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I'm asking for proper development for the entire prospect pool. I already talked about how, you know, with Peter Mrazek and Alex Staylock being injured, that forced Arvid Soderbloom to get called up to the NHL. Also, Dylan Wells was up in the NHL, Jackson Stauber. Like, there's been a lot of issues that has led to guys not being in their proper spots where the front office want them to be in. And I think now, with Tyler Johnson coming back and uh, defensively, We have kind of, I think, the idea of what we want to roll with until the trade deadline comes around. The Blackhawks can just stay healthy, and um, that's a big one. And I know that's a tough ask in a grueling sport like hockey. But if the Blackhawks could just be a little bit healthier and keep guys in the position they need to be in right now, I think that goes a long way, uh, letting everyone develop at a proper pace. It's clearly been an emphasis of Kyle Davidson, or else there'd be more uh, of these youngsters up in the NHL already. He has put an emphasis on being patient and letting them develop at the proper time. So let's hope that everyone's able to have that for the remainder of the season, at least until the deadline rolls around and some NHL roster spots inevitably open up. The next thing on my Blackhawks Christmas list, this is a really cool one, I thought. I'm asking for Marion Hossa to become part of the Blackhawks front office. and he obviously had his retired, uh, his jersey retired. Excuse me. Earlier on the season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I was fortunate enough to be in attendance for that one. Didn't even plan this, but here's the Marion Hossa 81, uh, little bracelet thing that they gave to everyone that would light up during the ceremony. It was really cool. Um, but there's been some talk, nothing really too concrete. It feels like, uh, but clearly the Blackhawks do value Hossa's opinion. And it, it just seems like a mutual relationship is going to develop whenever the time is right. Um, and, and it feels like host is the type of guy, and based on what he said, it feels like he wants to be involved in some way. Uh, I, I think it would be really awesome for the Blackhawks to bring him on and give him, like, a, a set role. Like, Brian Campbell finally got his job title. We finally know what Brian Campbell does, other than just being Kyle Davidson's best friend for the last two years. I think it'd be awesome to add a guy like Marion Hosa who means so much to this franchise, so much to the city, so much to the fans is obviously a recognizable face, a recognizable name. Um, I think it would be really cool if the Blackhawks finally gave him a full-on front office role, assuming that he wants to, you know do that and go down that path based on his prior words. It sounds like you know it's a legit possibility, uh, and hopefully the time comes here sometime in 2023. Next thing up on my Blackhawks Christmas list, I am asking for the Rockford Icehawks to qualify for the Calder Cup playoffs once again. I think it would be really cool if this tight-knit group that they have down in Rockford continues having success together. We saw it last year. They were unfortunately just a bit too young and too raw and inexperienced. I think they had the fourth-youngest roster in the entire AHL but the majority of that group is back once again and they're off to a pretty good start to this season right there in the midst of playoff contention obviously still a long way to go but the more meaningful hockey that those guys could play together I think it's only going to add to the whole development process you need that experience of what it's like to play in those meaningful moments to play in those type of atmospheres when the game's on the line and even you know Playing crucial hockey down the stretch of the season in February, March, April, leading up to the playoffs, knowing that every game matters, that really is an important thing uh, for, for all these young prospects to go through. So I'm really hoping that more success is to come for this Rockford Ice Hogs group, and hopefully that leads to more playoff success than we saw last year. They exited pretty early after getting smoked by the Texas Stars. Be cool to see them on a little bit of a revenge tour this time around and go a little bit deeper into the Calder Cup playoffs and truly gain that playoff-type experience. Next up on my Christmas list, I am asking for one other forward project, who forward project, one other forward prospect who's not named Lucas Reichel to emerge in the organization. Because really it's Lucas Reichel, Frank Nazar, who, unfortunately is still out for the University of Michigan and uh, was set to be a freshman there playing on that very talented team. An injury has cost him the early part in what could be uh, the entire season. Other than Reichel and Nazar, though, there's not a whole lot of uh, high-end forward prospects in the organization. I will say the Blackhawks did a good job in the 2022 NHL draft of adding guys like Ryan Green, Paul Ludwinski, Aiden Thompson, Samuel Savoy, Dominic James, to add a little bit more fuel to the fire, but all those guys are are still a long ways away. So out of this group that the Blackhawks already have, it'd be really nice to see one other forward prospect emerge. Uh, I would say the most likely of the group right now is Cole Gutman, who had a really good prospect showcase against the Minnesota Wild and also a good training camp and preseason he's got 17 points 10 goals 7 assists in 20 games so far this season so cole Gubman should probably get a star next to his name in the in all you uh blackhawks fans minds don't forget the name cole Gubman. it feels like he's someone that could get a call up here sometime soon uh i'm also going to mention michael tepley someone who for some reason I've just had some bias with ever since the Blackhawks took him in the fourth round of the 2019 NHL draft. He looked really good on the top line with Lucas Reichel and Andre Altibarmakian last season. Obviously, Barmakian was not brought back, so there were going to be some changes made there. And Tepley has 12 points so far in 22 games this season. I'd like to see him pick up the production a bit more. We'll see if he winds up ever getting called up to the NHL uh, obviously, being picked in uh, 2019, four years ago now, um, the clock's starting to tick a little bit on his development. Other than that, though, everyone else that's putting up good numbers for Rockford is at least like 26, 27 years old. Luke Philp is already 27. Uh, Brett is the one who he'll be 27 in February. He's the leading scorer down in Rockford right now. Uh, David Gust is the leading goal scorer, but he's already 28 years old. So, like. While Gus or Sini, I think, could get an NHL contract just to kind of see what they have to offer, they're not prospects and there probably isn't any future there throughout this rebuild for any of, of those guys. So it'll be nice to see perhaps Cole Gutman kind of emerge himself as a legitimate prospect here in the next couple of months. All right, just a couple more here at Blackhawks fans before I get you all on out for the day. Uh, next thing I'm asking for on my Christmas list. Again, I did tell you this was a bit extensive of a list. Um, I'm asking for cheap tickets in 2023 for Blackhawks games. Randomly, the attendance at the UC for the majority of, of this fall and winter season has been better than what I thought it would be. And I remember in early November against Florida and against, uh, that might have even been late October, I believe against florida and against edmonton and against the islanders oh my god the islanders game there was like thirteen thousand people there um ever since then though the attendance has been pretty decent i'm really curious to see if it falls off in 2023 but with attendance being pretty decent ticket prices have still been like 30 40 bucks to go sit in the 300s of blackhawks games and listen that is like relatively cheap considering i remember in 2015 2016 paying like 80 90 bucks to go and sit in the 300s um but i also paid i got a ticket to that game against the islanders earlier this season for like 12 bucks though that, that should be what 300 nose lead tickets should be to go to the blackhawks game so hopefully ticket prices drop a little bit here in 2023 given that the blackhawks uh, are going to be at the bottom of the nhl standings the rest of the way next up on my christmas list i am asking for New bread for the honey butter chicken sandwiches. And all in all, the bread at the United Center, the buns that they use, don't get burgers at the UC. I wouldn't even get a hot dog. It's unfortunate. The bread is just absolutely, it's always, I wouldn't say always. 80% of the time, the bread is crunchy or or stale. It's absolutely brutal. And one of my favorite foods at the UC is the honey butter chicken sandwich. But when I get it and I take a bite out of that bread and it doesn't tear off on the first bite, it's it's a rip and tear my night's ruined get some freaking better bread at the United Center it's absolutely blasphemous that you're making fans eat stale bread every time they want to get a hot dog burger or a chicken sandwich last probably the biggest priority on my Blackhawks Christmas list I maybe should have put this at the top so Santa knows that this is like what I really want um but it's to win the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery and if not I get that's asking for a little much. If we don't win it, at least give us the number two overall pick so we can have Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. That's been the goal of this Blackhawks season. That was the purpose of this whole thing, is to wind up in a great position going into the NHL draft lottery, to get an opportunity to select one of these guys and truly change how they're going to go about this rebuild. So it's the biggest thing that needs to happen. I'm going to watch this Blackhawks team all 82 games. I've missed one game this year. We'll probably only miss one or two more, as terrible as that sounds. After watching this team, not only this season, but the nightmare it's been since 2018, really, we deserve something good to happen to us. That should be either Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. That's it. That's going to wrap up the Christmas list, Blackhawks fans. That takes care of Monday, December 26th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure, if you're not already, to go and follow the show for free right now on your favorite podcast app and to go and subscribe on YouTube. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here today. For your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today from the biggest stories in sports and the games that matter the most go behind the scenes with local experts that only Locked On can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's gonna do it here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network